Hi, today is January 14th, 2024. I have to get all those dates right because, well, you know. Anyway, January 14th, 2024. I'm Todd Agasso Ward, my good friend, the good Dr. John Westfall. And today we have uh, our special guest, our old and good friend. Well, not that old, younger than me. Our our our, our longtime friend, Don Sorsinelli, is back with us. Uh, Steve Hughes. Uh, had to bow out, unfortunately, as did Sueño Hansen. But I think Steve left some notes. So, yay. Thank you, Steve. Um, he did all the prep work for us. So, <laughs> thank you, Steve, for that. Give him, <laughs> give him credit. Give him credit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome, I, Don. How you doing? <laughs> good, good. All right. So, yeah, with CES, CES, go ahead. This year, yeah. with CES this year, Steve gets a lot of credit for going through it because this was a deeply conflicting year of CES. There was, <laughs> well, the, can, what I get can, from it is no one knows what's going to be hot. Yeah. So yeah throw can, it can at I the start, wall, see what happens. Can I start by saying, oh, there was sure. a CES this year? This was like <laughs> the most jealousy. Usually, the, I was, so, you know, for the three of us, especially, we've been around long enough to remember the buildup and hype to CES started the week <laughs> after the last CES. <laughs> and and this year, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, we're into the first week of year. Oh, this CES thing's going on. Wow. How come I haven't you know, been bombarded? I have, I've been to a lot of conferences. I mean, I was at the old Comdex and at World Interop and, you know, all the, all the biggies. I have never been to a CES. Yep, I can say the same thing. I never made it Wonder. there. Um, and I guess to a certain extent, we've reached that point after the last few years when if there's any kind of significant in-person conference or expo right. or anything, it almost comes as a surprise. <laughs> you know what? John, have you been into, I think you've been to some in-person academic conferences in the last year or so. Yes, but well, I've not been, been to any, any tech stuff in quite a while. Yeah, yeah, same, same. And you know, usually CES, I look at it with great skepticism, and I still do because half the stuff that's announced there, or maybe the word "announced" is too strong. Half the things that are reported from there uh, never materialize. So it's it's like a really big budget equivalent of the old science fair in high school. There you go. These out like things that are like out there, you know, and you're going and you're like, oh, this is really creative, but right, yeah. So, but but I think there are a few things that are announced that are, if nothing else, interesting, and there are a few things that yeah. are interesting but puzzling. Actually, a lot of things that are interesting but puzzling. <laughs> and and I think uh, for me at least, uh, let me see. I think there was one thing I actually may take a serious look at. And a bunch of things I'll probably look at, but can't afford, um, or I haven't vetoed. Uh, and I'll tell you which one I got vetoed by you know, somebody in my home, who's not me. <laughs> 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 but, but anyway, so there's a there's a bunch of stuff out there, and I'll go through some of. I think it's Steve's notes, Don, or are they your notes, Don? And uh, no, they're they're kind of, probably Steve's. Yeah, he. Okay. Uh, it's they're Steve. Uh, <laughs> it was. There was a whole heck of a lot of best ofs. That's the only thing that stays consistent over the years. Yeah. Oh, those are my list. Yes, there's five hundred best yeah. of. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, there's a. I, I'll put some uh, links in our show notes to some of the best ofs that I I went through. A lot of them have a lot of common elements. So at least they agreed upon what you know the various tech bloggers and mag well what used to be magazines decided was the best. So I've got CNET, CNN, PC World. And the Verge's, oh, and the Wire and Wired's best of. So I'll put those links yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, and Steve and I chose something uh, for things that puzzle us. Uh, we chose the same one, which is, uh, let's see, it's called right. it's called Clicks iPhone Case. Oh yeah. Did you guys see this? The yellow, mm -hmm. bright yellow case. Yeah. With with a BlackBerry like physical keyboard that you know. <laughs> this didn't have to be on my CES radar. This was on my YouTube radar. It was popping yep. up in, you know, oh, yeah. a number of videos it there. Was on so... my social media. There was a yeah, lot of yeah. on my social media about that. And what it <laughs> reminds me of is that um number one, how much people crave nostalgia. Um, <laughs> and number two, how deep addictions can actually run. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's um I, I I pointed it to a couple of friends of mine who were died in the wool 
uh, BlackBerry users back in the day, and and one in particular uh, who was famous for being able to do blind one hand typing while driving. Uh, that is frightening. Um, and he and one handed he could type like some people would be on a key regular keyboard in terms of words per minute. He was amazing. Really. But when I pointed this out, immediately his first thought was to flash back to to the to his olden loved days of the physical keyboard. And I got to admit, even some of us remember from the Windows Mobile days those yeah. physical keyboards too. And there was there was something to be said about them. I mean, it, there yeah. there was it was a nice to have a tactile response, especially when you have big meat hooks, you know, over at hands. I, and- I even bought a couple of. Uh- add-on peripherals for like my HP Jornada pocket PC that, you know, gave me a, a BlackBerry like keyboard. Uh, but I was yeah. never proficient at it. Um, and, uh, I think I bought a couple of, this is before we had Bluetooth keyboards, I a couple of ones that attached, you know, physically attached, mechanically attached, electrically attached. Well, the but, iPad uh, 6315 had a keyboard yes. that you could snap on and off of it, yep. and I yep. Yep. Had one of never, those. I, I hardly ever snapped it on because it just made the device too big. And I suspect that's what this thing will do to an iPhone. It makes it too. I so yeah. by the same token, for years, I I still say one of my favorite Windows Mobile devices was the old HTC Excalibur, which was that little one that had um that oh had yeah. The, physical chiclet keyboard and first yes. of all that thing was that thing was practically indestructible number one yep. for a little thing that looked fragile on the surface yeah uh, number really two thin. could take, number two could take windows mobile uh flashing about as well as anything out there and uh but it was i used to love using it i mean that don't get me wrong i i'm fine with the current you know soft keyboards uh mm-hmm. But there's, I can see where some folks would be attracted to it. Like I said, especially those folks that, you know, were dyed in the wool physical keyboard users for years. Uh, I just think that, I think that it kind of makes it a little unwieldy. Uh, that's my only thing is like you, you were saying right up front, John, I looked at that and I'm like, okay, this thing looks a little like skewed now in weight distribution. I want to see somebody hold that with like one hey, hand. Hey, Steve's with us. Yeah. Hey, just need to get on oh, uh, Adobe me, Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Let me invite oh. him to Adobe Pod. I thought he wasn't going to be able to make it. So uh, while Todd is uh, doing that, the the thing I see that the difference though between the Excalibur, what was known in the states as the T-Mobile Dash, yes, uh, the uh, the Excalibur had a portrait orientation screen in a yep. sense. It was you know now with these were a landscape screen, basically a small rect- square screen. Yep. Yep. And when you're getting into these rectangles of an iPhone like we see today and you add another keyboard onto the bottom of that, that's where I worry it's just going to be too unwieldy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that form factor, the, the actual BlackBerry form factor was a great form factor for pounding out and doing uh, email triage and all that sort of yeah. thing with it. So I, I understand where people want to get that back because you could go pretty fast with that. Yeah. No, I... I used to, uh, I used to, uh, you know, I used to enjoy using it. And like I said, uh, there are those people that all you have to do is bring up a, me- you know, in, in casual conversation, mention BlackBerry and they just immediately go crazy, you know, regaling everybody with stories of how much they love the platform and, you know, the physical device. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see. Uh, I'll, I'll wait to see when when things start to be talked about that, uh, you know, next month when they start to actually ship it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be curious. Uh, I'll be curious to hear. You know, the 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 two things that um, are a uh, well, I, I really don't want a physical keyboard. It's um, I'm gonna I'm wait, I'm gonna make a voice note to Steve over and meet. Uh, hey, Steve, I sent you a. Uh, a Adobe Podcast Studio invitation via email. So if you can join us there, that'd be great. Okay, I'm going to meet myself here on Google Meet. Um, any rate, uh, what I was going to say is, it's the two things that about the click that make it not so great for me is number one, it doesn't support MagSafe, so I can't clip it to my car. With the yeah. Cable. Oh, I know that's 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 my new addiction too. Yeah. <laughs> and and the other one is if I used a 
uh, the, the kind that you slide down into, then, you know, you would, well, it wouldn't fit. But anyway, yeah. I don't know if Steve can join us. Um, but I'm just going to send him a message. Do you see? Um, let's see. Any rate. Anywho. Here we go. So, well, I, I'm just kind of hoping Steve was able to join us here in the Adobe Podcast Studio, but I haven't seen him yet. Do you guys, if anybody has Steve's cell phone. He just wrote back that he's uh, got to check his mail. So okay. hopefully if he can join, he'll join us shortly. Okay. Uh, I wonder if he can, I wonder if I can send him a link. No, that's another thing. I can't just send him a link. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully he can join us shortly and have his own thoughts okay. about the, about that. But I, I found it interesting. It was one of those things like, oh, that's interesting. I don't really need one or want one, but you know, yeah. I, can, I can see it. You know, and it, and it, and it does, it fits the mold. Like I said, it's, there seems to be two, if I put it the 50,000 foot level, two categories, there yeah. are true consumer electronics that get shown at CES. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff that I would swear I'd expect to see it at some very niche specialty kind mm -hmm. of um, expo or show that somehow manages to slide into CES um, every well, year. Remember back in the Comdex days, and you have to remember pretty far back because that ended in 2001. <laughs> yeah. Let me get the way back machine for that. Uh, if you remember the the, the Comdex days, um, it it there used to be a down in the bowels of the basement. There were kind of very tiny, very tiny um, uh, vendors in little tiny booths. Well, actually, I don't know how tiny the vendors were, but they were, they were vendors. They were like regular-sized people. <laughs> they were yeah. in, in tiny booths in the basement. Of, <laughs> I like started to wonder if you were invited to some <laughs> trolls-only uh, get-together, <laughs> something in context that you've never told us about <laughs> as you're describing this. Yeah. I've heard people I've heard people <laughs> taking hallucinogenics before going yeah. to a, a calm but, deck. But you... I used to find some interesting stuff there. You know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of vendors, mostly from Asia, um, that had some really interesting stuff that never saw the light of day, at least in the retail stores I used to go to back then. Yeah. Um, but there, there was some fun stuff back then that you know, some like guitar oh, no, tuners and stuff. There are. There are. It, yeah. it, I always wanted. To, I, I was always curious if the same people that used to give press oh. credentials back <laughs> in the day and handed yeah. them out like they like it was water. Did the same thing for CES, going. Oh, we can find a way to rationalize that as a consumer electronic. Ah, let him in. Ah, but anyhow, um, let's see. What what do we have? Um, one of other Steves. Well, Steve's trying to join us in Adobe Podcast. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't know why, but you know, a lot of people just got crazy about this whole click keyboard thing. Well, no, okay, the that... other one I I don't have in my list because it was. I'm not even sure it's real in the terms of like it'll be available. Did you guys see LG's transparent TV? That was everybody and their brother like went crazy over this. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was it was really funny. I mean, and again, <laughs> cool. Uh, okay, somebody's trying to be a little you know original, but again, there yeah. was the same thing. I'm like, okay, for originality, I give you credit, but it was one of those things. I'm like. Okay, maybe one of these days I'll uh, I'll see, you know, show me a a, a a better, you know, not not a better, but a more practical use for this. Well, I um, can the only practical consumer use I can see for it. I mean, for me at least, I don't know about everybody else. Is my car windshield? You know, if my whole car windshield was a heads-up display. Oh yeah, I, the, that, but then this is a TV. <laughs> yeah. I've wanted the HUD idea for, uh, uh, you know, in cars for a long time. But yeah, I guess somebody said hey, TV is far more important and <laughs> far more informative. Uh, yeah, I, I just wonder about it because it's like as a TV or even a computer monitor, do you really want to watch Star Wars while, you know, your your trees are in the background? Yes. <laughs> I like I said I I thought it was I thought it was different and I could see why people were were kind of going yeah a little I mean crazy. it's cool but uh, again I'm back to the 
Okay, cool. This is another one of those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Interesting. Different. Yeah. I thought there were some more. Yeah. I thought there were some more practical. And I and and Todd, I know you had some notes. Um, yeah. You know, I, some interesting use of OLED in terms of displays with laptops because yeah. the weight down and and things like that. Again, I I, I maybe I. I'm just becoming old and stuck in my ways, but I seem to, I, I, that's what I was looking for, you know, in the way of here's this great technology. Let's try to put it into, you know, consumer electronics in a way that makes you more productive or makes it just a better experience somehow. And like I said, that TV just doesn't do it for me, but yeah, there were some other, there were some, there were some interesting things. Uh, yeah, you know. now now one that didn't get in my into my list, but made it into Steve's list. And I should note, Steve is a biomedical engineer, so it makes sense that he would follow this stuff. Is a, a, a gyro glove, yeah, um, which which he notes that is stable is a stabilizing glove for people with hand tremors, which I thought it's was pretty cool, incredibly um, useful. Yeah, you know, um, I, again, I'm surprised it's at a consumer electronics show. You know, at CES. Well, Consumer-ish, yeah, more like exposure, a biomedical exposure, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, well, I yeah. wonder if it's covered by like you know various insurance or that's what Medicare I was going to say. Some something. of these yeah. things would be great if there was, if coverage. from a medical perspective, if there was some sort of coverage available. Yeah. Well, and what Steve pointed out, and so Steve did uh, put in uh, the uh, chat that he can't get into Adobe Podcast oh, because we're already recording, uh, oh. which is. I think the same problem that I had a couple of times. Uh, yeah. So there's why more feedback for the Adobe podcast team. Yeah. Why don't I stop the recording and, and restart it? So I'm going to stop it. But uh, send him a wow. And we are back for part two of our podcast. Steve Hughes was able to join us, but unfortunately, just FYI, um, I'll send a note to Adobe podcast folks again. If Adobe podcast studio is in recording and a person wants to join after the fact it's not possible you lock um, the doors <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i could see having a, a prompt for the host would you like yeah. to let someone in while you're recording but that would be right. much better than just nope can't do it sorry <laughs> sorry yeah you're late yeah. But, but so what i did was i stopped the recording and, and then it takes a long time for it to like up upload to the cloud the recording to cloud and there's a transcription. At any rate, so I saved what we already did just in case uh, so that we could have our, our good friend Steve Hughes join us, um, especially since he did a lot of notes for us. We gave you credit up front, Steve, just to let you know. We, we started Thanks. by saying if he doesn't make it, please give all the credit for the notes. Yeah, so what, do you, what, what are your thoughts about the click keyboard? I think you have a different take on it than some of us do. Steve. Oh, I th- actually think it's a it's a, it's a needed thing. I know, I know. For me, I I like I have big thumbs, and when I type, I like hit like six different characters usually at the same time, <laughs> even with the largest screen. So having an actually physical keyboard is something I go back to back with the Pocket PC days, back in the you know, BlackBerry days. And granted, that's two founders, uh, Kevin and Mike. I mean, they were both luddites in mobile industry, especially with the Blackberries and. Kevin mm-hmm. ran uh, Crackberry Mobile Nations, uh, Mike Fisher off of Pocket Now, Mr. Mobile. And they put together and <laughs> say, hey, this is something we want. So let's just do it. So I guess for a few years, I've been working on this product. And it's a steep, hefty price tag at $139. I see yeah. it more being, if it was hit that $99 mark, I could see it like flying and being in Best Buy and taking off shows. But I'm sure it's a market for people who pay the extra 40 bucks and be able to type and has a backlight as well, too, which is kind of nice. And also has shortcut keys, which so you can quickly jump to do quick things. I just I can't stand what I like about it is it hides a sip and you get more of your screen back. Ah, uh, that's a good point. I don't know how many times that's I like trying to fill out a form on my phone. I got to scroll up and down. Right, right. Try right. to find it. And it's that's what's a, I think that's where it fits that little niche. And especially if you're doing like a if you're like on a let's say you're on public transportation and you're always getting bumped. <laughs> it's like <laughs> things, unless you're using like swipe or something like that. The functionality is built into the sip. Yeah, Steve, but like we were we were talking and I, I agree. I I earlier we were mentioning the fact that there has always been a place for the physical keyboard. And even if you weren't a BlackBerry user, like we were you you said it best. I, I brought up 
you know, the, the HTC, the Excalibur, you know, the T-Mobile yeah. dashes, John pointed out that there was, it was, it was a nice alternative. Uh, I, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm curious come February, um, seeing people use it. Yeah. Not, not so much that it's, it's a bad idea. I'll be curious to see once it snaps on how it feels, uh, does it change weight distribution of this to the point where you're like, you feel like it's awkward. It'll be interesting. Bottom, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually think they added a, a counterweight in the bottom of it too, to actually they, they, make it feel good. I would think they'd almost have to at this point, because it would be so top heavy, you know, that, that trying to do anything one handed, especially would be a little bit difficult, but I, um, I'm dying to hear what, what, what the feedback is. It'll, it'll be yeah. interesting. Well, I think like I think what uh, Steve said, or in, or at least implied, you know, people who buy this are going to be the diehards, so mm-hmm. they're going to be super positive. They're going to be super happy, and there are people who you know wish BlackBerry would come back, like some of our friends want Windows Models or Windows Phone to come back. Um, but I have little hope for either of them. No, so, it goes rises up in other operating systems here and there, but that's about yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But so the other one, Steve, that we wanted to because I I. I don't get it is the transparent TV. The only place I could see where it'd make a lot of sense to me and, you know, just me specifically is as a heads up display in a car or, you know, some other vehicle. Yeah. So basically it's a show off of the technology that's out there that they're coming. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be mostly using commercial spaces. I would say probably like in lobbies of hotels Uh, or large businesses. And yeah. it's another thing they're proposing too is like in a sports arena, if you have an expensive box seat, you can actually show up all the display of all the oh. scores on the screen. You can see it in real time, kind of like the Amazon's Thursday night football smart yeah. thing. You can see that. That'd be really cool to see while you're watching the real game. But um, there's some other aspects of it too. I can see using it like on, in other areas too, where you want to see like almost a heads up display, but not have a heads up display. That's where the technology I see getting when it gets shrunk down. Yeah. And you'll probably see it in glasses. Yeah, I, that was, I, we were kind of alluding to that too. It's like the tr- the technology, it's a good to prove the point, but it's in this scenario in the consumer electronics space, I'm like, eh, for TV, eh. but you're right. And I could see it being used in, not in the home, but in a lot of other commercial type of applications. And again, it brings up the whole idea of transparency and what, what Todd mentions with HUD, you know, I'm, I've been waiting for HUD in cars for the longest time. And, you know, we've never really, I seen think some it. cars have them though, right? They do have, it. yeah, they do have it. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to, you have to check the, the viewing angle because it does a reflective surface onto your, onto your screen. Yeah. Some have it built into, but it's usually fuzzy and you have to adjust it depending on what you have for your focal length of your eyes. So it's, it's yeah. custom. A lot of them have it you know, tied to your key fob as well. Yeah. And the, although I refuse to travel anymore, I, if I still did, I would love to see them in airports. I could see a blue screen of death on a transparent screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I mean, you know, it's death. It's almost <laughs> transparent, ghost-like. Yeah, you're putting it all yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, it would be, you know, be like, oh, it died. I can't see the flight number. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice, too, if you have, like, a huge window. You want to make that a TV, you could do that. It has a little screen yeah. that rolls up kind yeah. of from their their technology they had at the rolling yeah. screens they use a back a black yeah. the, back to make it clear by the way the other thing the other thing we did get to just before we were finally able to get you uh, on mm-hmm. adobe podcast eve is uh the the gyro glove so you know i, I mentioned to uh to our our fives of listeners that you are a biomedical engineer and so this is you know something that probably i just you know passed over and you of course you know would like focus in on it. Um, yeah. Is this stuff that you've been working with in some prototype mode or have seen? And in- No, I've I've seen the prototype. They, I know, I think they're right, like currently in FDA approval status right now. It's used for treating uh, Parkinson's disease. So if anyone yeah. has like a tremors in their hands or, or acute arthritis, it's hard for them to actually keep their hands stable to do like just finite things, just drawing, writing, yeah. typing sometimes. And I know there's a few other people too, like uh, Emma, she's a uh, out of the UK. She has worked on a lot of stuff that's similar to it in the past. And it just, it just opens up the world again for people using that type of technology. The other one too that came out too was uh, that WIM device from WI Robotics. It's mm-hmm. basically uh, giving, yes, yeah, helping people to assist. So people with uh, hip problems, uh, yeah. walking problems. It wow. helps in the physical therapy and strengthening those muscles. It also gives yeah. a little bit of assist too. So I think that's mm-hmm. some great technology out there that's designed to help people with their disabilities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, my late mom broke her hip years and years and years ago. And mm-hmm. boy, that would have been fantastic if something yep. like that were available back then. 
Yeah. It's one of the large injuries that people who, when they reach above 65, have. It's like they have a birthday. Yeah. They, they lose their balance. And yeah. usually what's happening is the crystals that inside that are what keeps their, their, uh, their balance in their head, it, it just, it's just off. And there's not much – they could do some – they call uh, some therapy to get that back, but it happens to just about everybody. So yeah. one thing to look out for. Yeah. yeah, and just for for folks who have an Apple Watch, you know, one of the things that it it measures, and I'm kind of looking at it, is walking asymmetry. So you know, it's not going to prevent you from falling, but it might give you a clue that hey, this is something yeah, you might want to take a look right. at. Yeah, or if you get yeah. a chain or a walker. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, if you've got an Apple Watch, go scroll down, or maybe you have to add it to your favorites. But there's something called walking asymmetry, and it it gives you a average of you know what your what your what your walking pattern is like? I'm at two point one percent for the last week, just, which is about normal for me, I guess. Just, I just would, if it was my case, Friday nights when I go out, <laughs> I, I don't think I'd be measuring them. Uh, <laughs> there a crawl. Crawl is John, you have no inner ear function. Apparently, <laughs> you have no sense of balance whatsoever. Uh. <laughs> But uh, yeah, senses. <laughs> okay, and so we're just about to talk about the uh, the, the Ray Band and the Mudra Band that you mentioned as you we were finally able to join us. Thank thanks for joining us. Thanks for being so patient, by the way. Sure. And joining us, I know you had a busy morning. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I think John, didn't you buy one of those Ray Band things? I mean, maybe not this one, but uh, this so is, you're, yeah, the you know. Ray Band entry that you have about uh, eyewear with invisible advanced hearing. I bought the first generation Ray Band Stories, which was the okay. glasses by Ray Band, the software by Meta, which surprisingly worked. I was very shocked. <laughs> uh, I, I was very skeptical. So I, I really enjoyed the first generation Stories, which kind of ran under the radar because now the second gen mm-hmm. Stories they've been promoting like crazy. It looks good. Uh, and they they really haven't added any features. I keep comparing mine to what they're advertising. I think it's just a refresh of name only. Uh, this is kind of almost like they're just relaunching their marketing campaign because the software has been pretty decent. So uh, if that's the same deal where Ray Ban is partnering with Meta, uh, I think that this could actually be some really cool tech. Now the speakers on the first gen Ray Ban uh, stories. They're decent. They're not anything. They're not bone conduction. They are just little speakers right next to your ears. So others will hear around you uh, what's going, you know, what's going through them. You're not in stealth mode or anything uh, where only you can hear it. Uh, but yeah, I I think it's kind of cool what they're doing with those wearables, and it's very similar, you know, as, as Stephen pointed out with the Mudra band, which has been around for a while. In fact, I should look up when we first talked about it. Uh, but now trying to take it beyond just uh, the Apple Watch, because Apple sort of destroyed their their business yeah. model when they came out with Assistive Touch. Uh, now they're trying to, to do more with it. Yeah, they were initially announced at CES in 2021, because that's when I started talking about them, and I pre-ordered at that point. Uh, <laughs> so they're trying. They're, they keep so trying. I- but yeah, Mobile Views 347, this. we talked about them. <laughs> and this is 492 for folks who are listening. Yes. So I have two thoughts about this. Thought number one is, you know, I'm a little bit concerned about accidental uh, gesture launches. And so I think they should have at least the option to have a Harry Potter-like incantation that must accompany the gesture so that, uh, you know, you don't have like a, a butt dial kind of situation. And number two, you know, for those of us who do not understand American Sign Language or any other sign language, it'd be pretty cool if the gestures could translate sign language for those of us who are, you know, ESO illiterate. Actually, so they have a new beta software that's coming out. It's going to do a little bit more uh, pattern recognition and voice recognition of actual objects and stuff. So you can actually hold up something and it'll actually scan the QR code. But what I've seen from the newer Ray-Bans is like they don't have a good focus within like a foot of your face. So you got to like do like we do when you read a paper <laughs> and when you reach above 40, when you get the Presbyterian, it's like, yeah. So it has to do the same exact thing in order to focus properly. So they're look, looking at trying to do some stuff with, with AR and VR, XR, 
trying to analyze and look at and identify objects. So one of the things that would be great would be ASL because I, I know I'm really lack of, and I know we have some uh, writers that are deaf and I would like to be able to communicate with besides using notes on my uh, iPhone. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, well, you know, not, not to be, yeah. not, not a joke, but I know what you're saying. Because they have the, uh, the speakers built into the glasses, which would be a perfect fit for it. I think the new one has like five speakers. John, what was about the, the old version you have? It's like stuff about the uh, same or just a little I think it's just uh, one or two speakers, it, it, but they okay. work fine. So I, I have taken phone calls with them and I've dictated to them. And the video is surprisingly good. Uh, okay. That was something that uh, with the Ray-Ban stories, I I don't think if you've ever gone to a theme park and you've thought, I want some point of, uh, you know, POV stuff on this, but I don't want to be holding up a camera. You can get some yep. really good POV from the Ray-Ban stories and just it's always on your head. So you're yep. thinking about it like, oh, this would be cool to get a shot and you've got it. Uh, yes, I click. should, uh, should yeah. share out a couple of videos from the last disney trip and you can so do you, see for yourself is there an audio trigger that you can do with it or is it just you have to hit press the button press hold there is an audio trigger but it was the, you have to use meta's uh smart assistant which i didn't really feel like enabling so i didn't find it too bad to just reach up and tap on the uh, arm of the glasses to do what i needed to do yeah okay and now now getting to uh so so that's i i, I do find that one interesting i'm not sure i would buy it um, but I do find it interesting and certainly if I worked with, well, I don't, I retired, so I don't work with anybody anymore, but, <laughs> but if I worked with hearing impaired people, you know, who, who yeah. used ASL as their means of communication, that would, that'd be, you know, yeah. that would be very cool. One of the wish list I wish you had, if it would just do horizontal mode instead of just vertical, I mean, it's, it's geared towards their Instagram, Facebook. Oh yeah. For Ray-Bans. Yeah. Properties. But I mean, I would just like to see do that and I also have an auto centering because I think the camera's what is off on the right or the left. I can't remember which one it's on. But so, you kind of have to you kind of center it on those to the side. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Before I forget, um, you know, when all this that we've talked about, uh, the one thing that the other thing I noticed because it was there, I'm 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 happy to to announce that miraculously. No one died from alcohol poisoning because they were playing a game where every time they saw AI mentioned at CES, they had to take a shot. Uh, because I was fully expecting to have some sort of mass extinction event related to that. It was funny. Everything that I did see, you know, there was always, a, like everything else this year, it was, you know, Chat GPT is being put into this so that it can right. talk to the car. Uh, AI is being used here. AI is being used there. So I, I'm just glad nobody decided to have a drinking game while they were at the yes. Because oh, that would have very, been. very dead, deadly. Yeah. Yeah. It's the marketing I, buzzword I, bandwagon. Everyone jumped on. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Pure people had to do something. So that's yeah. the one thing that fills it. I mean. I mean, it's more of a machine learning than it is really full AI. With their oh, yeah. You know, so, you yeah. know one, more, one more thing about the Ray-Ban I was just thinking about is I I would consider it. I mean, I know John already bought it. I would consider something like it mm -hmm. if it were under, you know, a bazillion dollars, uh, like the Vision, Apple's Vision Pro, uh, not a it bazillion is. dollars. And if it had two cameras so it could record, you know, in stereo. A, a video oh, in stereo VR, for full VR, or yeah, for spatial, you know, video kinds of stuff uh, that could play back on things like the Vision Pro, or there's some cheaper alternatives. So mm -hmm. um, that, that's what I would like. But uh, anyhow, so what about the uh, the Rabbit R1 AI? Oh yeah, let's. I've got that under my list of products that <laughs> interest me, but I won't buy. Um, or actually interest me, but puzzle me. So the Rapid mm -hmm. A1 R1 for people who haven't seen the bazillion <laughs> videos, um, going wild about it on YouTube is, uh, it's kind of an AI assistant that you can talk to and it will respond to you and you can ask it to like get your tickets and stuff. Um, I, I, I it, to me, it has the same problem as trying to put, you know, trying to use uh, Siri or Alexa or or anything else in an office workplace, at least. At home, it's fine, where, you know, you, basically your spouse thinks you're talking to her and you're like, no, I'm, I'm talking to, you know, just stuff, not you. <laughs> but it, 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 I don't think it'll work in an office. Basically, any place who people who don't know you and see you talking to something and 
it's noisy and you might hear somebody else. I I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I think you go ahead. Yeah, I think too. With a lot, I, the one thing as I see these things, and it's funny when you mentioned Siri, all the other assistants that are out there. Uh, I I I think sometimes we keep. And it's because of the, the, Steve, you mentioned the PR, the hype machine. We're still at a lot of, uh, basically, we're still at such an early stage with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And and I keep on, when I when I hear it being used for this, that, and the other thing, in some cases, I'm like, okay, that's useful. A lot of, I'm like, it's not ready for that yet. We're, we're getting there slowly but surely. It's The funny thing was you just mentioned talking to the rabbit. How many of us look like we were fools because we had Bluetooth headsets two decades ago <laughs> and people thought we were talking to ourselves at that point? You know, it's, it's, it, it's, that's totally normal. <laughs> you just talk to themselves all the time. Well, people, even when I wasn't using a Bluetooth headset, people looked at me strange for a lot of other reasons. But, um, <laughs> but I, I just, you know, I uh, I just keep on reminding myself with a lot of the things. And it's like we said, some of the things we talked about, you know, the, the TV, the transparent TV. I think there's a lot of good stuff coming down the pipe. Uh, I just think that for a lot of it, everybody's jumping on it like it should be a finished product. And it's like, hey, we're still not there yet. We're going to yeah. get there. I, but you've got to be patient. I'll say the same thing. I think I had this conversation with, with John or and some of you maybe 10 years ago or so when the Amazon Echo first came out um, and some other vo- voice assistants you know, became available to us is I would find something like the Rabbit R1 a lot more useful or much more palatable and realistic is it, if it came with a sub-vocal microphone, you know, throat mic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I didn't have to say anything out loud and it wouldn't confuse me with other voices. Um, I, I think that would make it really interesting where you, you could just have a throat mic on, which would probably <laughs> draw more attention. Yeah. But, but, uh, yeah, it's, and I, and I, like I said, and it's also about the getting back to the, you, what we were just talking about, Bluetooth headsets were the same way that now we're talking about the rabbit, uh, the R1 is uh, the world getting used to that being the norm you know, becoming more of the norm. I, you just mentioned, you know, things like mm-hmm. the Echo and the other assistants. I, it was only a few years ago that uh, my, my family looked at me again, like I was crazy in talking to yeah. assistants to do things. And now they all can't live without them, especially when it comes to things <laughs> like adding to shopping lists, you know, or getting the latest weather forecast or so. It, it, it just takes it takes time, so it's exciting yeah. to see things like this at CES. But I, I do for a lot of it, I keep thinking to myself, it's like it's almost proof of concept to me. It's yeah. not that this is consumer ready necessarily, but we're making mm-hmm. progress in the right way. And you uh, have to yeah. wonder about their business model because you know the hardware is really. I think it's one ninety nine, so it's really affordable. A Rabbit R one. And is there and a subscription they service with it too? Apparently, yeah. Apparently, there's no subscription. <laughs> apparently, it's free uh, at the moment. I don't know. Maybe it's a lot. You know, just kind of a um, what, yeah. what you would call it, kind of a lost leader until they announce subscriptions, as many services mm-hmm. have done. But yeah, uh, I would say I mean, it's making that one ninety nine leap for just something that saves them a few times until I don't have to click on a few icons to start something. Yeah, like, you can still use Siri or Google Assistant. They'll do the same exact thing. Yeah, pretty right. much. Yeah. If you say yeah. I want to order pizza, I mean, like, I could do it right now and ask my Google and it'll tell me, like, okay, <laughs> you know, or Alexa. Sorry, yeah, right. people using that keyword. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I don't know how to put in the little, uh, the sonic um, blockage. I know there's a way to do it. I just don't know how so that it doesn't fire off things. But I that happens in my house all the time because yeah. I've got everything yeah. turned on. That would be that would be a nice feature to have, right? Like a like a clap on, clap off feature. You know, double clap, <laughs> turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> One yeah. light, you know? Yeah. yeah, they never did say how. Well, I guess if you use a, a good keyword, um, of which in our the various keywords and available, unfortunately. It. Yeah. That's where the AI should actually help benefit people. They should be able to be able to create their own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, like Star Trek didn't really. DJ. Yeah. In Star Trek, you, know, you just said computer, right? Computer, computer. Yep. Yep. Um, you can choose that too, I think. On, on, I think you can. Yeah. For some of them. Um, 
Okay, so other under the category of other products that in, I find interest me and puzzle me. So Clicks was one. The Rabbit R1 is the other one. And the third one I have on my list, which I, okay, I just, I get it, but I don't. Yeah. Is the Lenovo ThinkBook Plus Gen 5 Hybrid, um, yeah. which has a laptop, a Windows laptop base and a Android display that can separate from the base and become an Android tablet. Uh I think it's red a, fly. yeah, don't get me started on a red fly. I got, still got mine upstairs. I, 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 I think this was back to the, 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 this was designed when somebody shouldn't have been checking how their walking was, uh, <laughs> on a Friday night. Uh, because I, it, it's, it's almost a, why did you do it? Because I can, you know, it was almost yeah. Uh, it was again. This this seems like it won some sort of science fair competition. Just yeah. <laughs> practical use. If I've got a base, if I separate it, you'd think I probably want to keep the same OS one way or the other. I just yeah, I, a, I, maybe there's a market out there. I'll be dying to see. I'd like yeah. to meet that market segment and have a discussion uh, with them. <laughs> But it's talk about niche. Yeah. Yeah. It's a light OS and it's capable of doing it. So why not? I mean, yeah, I guess. I, I guess mean, so. I guess so. But it doesn't sound like it's a powerful ThinkBook and it doesn't sound like it's a powerful Android tablet. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think it's only for display only. So I think that's yeah. pretty simple. Okay. Now, it's something I do want. I, I is, speaking of niche, something probably though I'm amongst us, the only one who wants one or is thinking about it, is so JBL, you know, the audio company introduced a whole bunch of um, microphone products under their Quantum Stream or Quantum brandings, yeah. JBL Quantum, and they introduced a JBL Quantum Stream wireless microphone for a hundred bucks. That I am, as those of you as my fives of pod, podcast listeners might know, I have gone through. I bought one uh, wireless lav pair, uh, and I've gotten one as a replacement. Um, I should say as an upgrade replacement, a later model from the same company. They're wonderful. Um, Absgiga, A-B-S-G-E-E-G-A. And then I've gotten two or three, I think three, uh, two lavs and one Bluetooth as review units. And so I've been really testing the heck out of these things. And uh, this one says, you know, it has like good noise cancellation and it's omnidirectional. So even though it's one only one mic, I could theoretically put it in the middle of a table, I guess, and record a podcast in the field, which is what I've been doing. I've been doing it over lunches and coffees and stuff with friends in the local area. So JBL Quantum Stream Wireless Mic, I, I'm going to, it's not available on Amazon yet. I know that. So I'll, I'll go take a look at Todd, it when it's available. Todd, can, yeah. can I recommend... Uh, if if you're going to be addicted Please. to something, uh, uh, laptop bags are a lot less expensive to be addicted <laughs> to. <laughs> no, they're not. Well, no, it depends on the you know that's But and have I you said, seen what a Tumi costs these days? In all transparency, your addiction to microphones are as bad as mine are to Bluetooth headphones and earbuds. So don't yeah don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a bag problem, as those of you who know me know. Uh, I think we all have a bag problem because we all got a lot of free ones. When yeah. We were Microsoft MVPs and stuff. A lot of nice free ones, I should say, not the junky ones. I still, I, and, and if you're not alone in that, my favorite quick point to that was when I had developed a large collection and my wife told me we had to get rid of them. Uh, yes. we, had a, we had a yard sale. And I said, I'll put them out at the yard sale. And she thought there's no way anyone would do it. Every guy that came up that was being dragged to this yard sale by his wife, when they saw the laptop bags, their faces all lit up. So it's, it's a rather common addiction. And <laughs> don't feel bad. You're not alone. Yeah. Hi, my name is Todd, and I have a bag addiction. <laughs> I have a laptop bag addiction. Hi, Todd. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, so, so at any rate, so I, and by the way, the, the wireless lav mics I've been getting are really reasonably priced. I don't think any of them are over $50. Have you looked at any of the DJI ones? Or I have not. I've not looked like at the, I mean, I've looked at them. Right. I haven't because they're kind of like in the $200 range, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and I've also looked at the Rhodes, 
which also look nice. Um, yeah. I mean, professional I, newscasters I, are now using them too, and they're missing the. They could put their like sticker on it. And they don't is that right? That. Yeah, they still <laughs> they'll say so, it right on top of it. Yeah. If you have any recommendations for me, please, please do let me know because I have not tested any of the the higher end, you know, the over hundred dollar level. Because mm-hmm. you know, basically, um, those are professional quality, to do yeah, levelers on them, everything. I mean, they do a great job. Yeah, yeah. the dead cats. That and I and I have to say, uh, you know, I I still haven't subscribed. I paid my ninety nine dollars a year, hundred bucks a year for Adobe Express Premium, so I can you know use more of Adobe Podcast Enhance. Which lets you take any audio, well, not any audio. It takes you, lets you provide your own MP3 or WAV file up, and uh, and enhance the audio so that you can, it cleans it up, and it does a good job of cleaning up. Like you know, if you're recording a restaurant or stuff. But um, I would like something that would like me to do more field work. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. If you have any recommendations, please. Yeah, either of those are usually pretty good. I know a lot of people use them professionally and yeah. just casually too. So. Yeah, we, I'm sorry. Which one was that again? DJI makes one. DJI, yeah, the so, folks yeah. that make the drones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've I've noticed that. Uh, I think Kevin. Ne- I've mentioned Kevin Nealon's video podcast, his vlog. I guess he does interviews while he's hiking, hiking with Kevin. He's using some kind of, I think, a drone to propel him. Oh, uh, somebody's getting a weather alert. Is that Don freezing cold? Is that, is that you, Don? Sorry, about I think that. Don's getting us. Severe weather alert. Hmm. We're really- yeah, well, believe it or not, I just got a snow squall alert. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, it's coming from the Midwest. More Arctic winds. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, we well, they, you you should have experienced what I had yesterday morning. It's uh, eight in the morning. We had a tornado warning, and it was sixty what? degrees. Oh. And on wow. Tuesday morning, our low is forecasted to be ten. Yes. So we're yep. Mississippi and the rest of the world is just in very interesting states these days. No kidding. No kidding. Oh, yeah. And actually, Wednesday um, morning, morning our low is seven. So yeah, no, we're going through the same thing here. So don't don't um, we, we like I said the other day we had uh, just a couple of days ago we were fifty seven, you know, fifty eight mm-hmm. degrees. Uh, right. And then to, we're supposed to be struggling to get into the thirties, uh, by tomorrow. And for most, so it's, it's all over them. It's, it's all over okay. the place. So, yeah. so to make, if it makes you feel any better, my old hometown of Fairbanks, Alaska, which is having a really warm winter in my opinion, um, it's currently one degree and snowing, which is weird. That's pretty cold. What about the wind chill? As I remember, uh, I don't see the wind chill on apples. Let me see. Does it have a wind chill here? I don't see it on a wind chill. But uh, air quality is good, which is unusual because the valley—it's in a valley—and usually they have poor air quality. Oh, it says feels like minus six because there's basically you know only three mile an hour winds, mm-hmm. so it's not too bad. But it says snow for the next hour, uh, folks. If you've ever lived in Fairbanks, you know that it's basically snowing for the next couple of months. The next hour is just <laughs> a joke. <laughs> but uh, it's supposed to dip down to minus twenty-seven. Next week, so it's going to get a little chilly there, kind of more normal. One is like I said, you know, it's a balmy day. Um, um, let's see, where's how's my daughter doing? Let me look where do I have her? Let's see how London is doing. She's in London right now for the next month or so. Oh, it's a balmy 40 degrees, so it's nice, balmy and cloudy. In other words, normal for London. Uh, we are at 70, and people are wearing parkas in Honolulu. I kid you not. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, we All righty. Uh, products that interest me that I probably won't buy. Oh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, the Asus ZenBook Duo. Okay, not that, you know, they've been duos for a while with little screens. But this one has dual 14-inch displays. I think they're vertical, too. They're not yeah, they're horizontal. Vertical. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? Is I that just, something? I, I just I, I just get a secondary display. We'll they have ones with built-in batteries yeah. that are $100. Yeah. Add it to anything. Well, yeah. Yeah. But again, this kind of goes back into that category of it's nice to see that that they're able to build with the technology some things that can do a little bit more and are still reasonably lightweight. You know, it's uh, this comes into that, you know, it falls into that category. Is that, you know, a stacked display exactly what people want? I don't know. Yeah. 
but it's it'll be it'll be interesting to see. That's another one I'm because you're right. I, I it's funny because I even a couple of years ago I was working with folks at a company that they were authorized to be able to expense. Um, uh, whatchamacallit, they were able to expense picking up a second portable uh, monitor, you know, a small mobile monitor uh, to use because they were always on the road at customer sites. Yeah. Um, and the, so those have been around for a while. So, I, I you know, and uh, the only good thing out of it is, once again, we're seeing that the, the technology keeps on advancing to where having dual displays doesn't mean you have a 10-pound notebook. Yeah, true. And it is kind of lightweight, as I recall, too. It wasn't. Yeah. Did they, did they give it weight? I, I thought it was three under pounds? three pounds. Wow. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. So that's kind of amazing for a dual display. Well, actually for any display, but you know, for dual display. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, it is 14 inch. It's not like an 11 inch or 12 inch or something. Yeah. And it has a so, removable keyboard, eh. too, right? It's like one of those magnetic keyboards that goes over the, the second screen. Yeah, I think so. It's a, it's a, like I said. This is not one of those that puzzle me. It's just like I think you can. Can't you like turn it like vertically to like flip it like a book and put it on the desk so you have like a oh, that two I don't verticals know. on the left and the right. I think you can do that with it. Part of the functionality. Yeah, let me yeah. let me just do. Or some make on one the... big tablet. <laughs> Fold it flat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm looking at some like youtube thumbnails and i think it only goes up and down but i'm going to click on images yeah. see if anybody is oh i just found yeah i don't see side by side it looks like it folds up I and over it. kind of you know it's like, i'll put it in the, uh, the show yeah. notes the link to it okay it has some pictures yeah, right, that's, the so, other one, so, which... so can it's king look like a book it looks like yeah so the other one i thought maybe steve might be interested in is one of those things that i find interesting but i probably won't buy because i can do most of it already is the uh, it's a really good company. It's uh, what I think it's pronounced Withings. Withings. Yep. Um, they're Bemo Multiscope, which which does. Uh, let me go look at what it does. It has a body temperature. Ox, uh, body temperature. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much like and what your Apple Watch does, except for the stethoscope. Yeah. 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 Does the watch do temperature? Watch doesn't do bad. Apple Watch. Not the Apple Watch, I think but the, I think the Google Watch does. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cause my and my charge five only does like doesn't actually give you your your body temperature, but it tells you if you're colder or warmer than usual, and only checks while you're sleeping. So it's not a real time. But uh, body temperature digital stethoscope. It says medical grade ECG, which I find interesting, mm -hmm. and blood ox level, which you know I can kind of do two out of the four, I guess. So yeah, and I think it's reasonably priced. I think it's like a hundred bucks, or oh, two hundred wow. bucks, something like that. Yeah, so sort of a you know sort of a poor person's uh, tricorder for health. That's pretty cool. I, I saw that they had some other cool health tech too. One was like a, I think it was GBL Biotech. They had a thing called Silent Light, and it's, it attaches to your forearm and it stops you from snoring. <laughs> People with like sleep apnea and snoring, they can yeah. They have a solution for that, and they had some other smart pillows too that like adjust people's head. I forget who the manufacturer was with that, but. Would detect the sound and automatically move your pillow for you. So hopefully it won't. Oh, that's you. interesting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that, that means you don't wake up somebody to like mm -hmm. nudge you to stop. And a lot of marriages, yeah. I guess, have been broken up with that, or people have been banned to the secondary <laughs> bedroom. Ah, <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, that is okay. And okay, so that, and and Steve, you didn't hear this, but at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned there was one thing that interests me that I probably won't buy, and this one. I probably won't buy because I've already been vetoed by somebody in my home <laughs> who will remain nameless. And that's the GE Profile Smart Indoor Smoker. Oh. Uh, I really want one of these. I, I, I <laughs> want a smoker, period, but uh, I'll take the indoor one if I can get it. Hey, you could do this, you know, during a snow squall if you still had power yep. there. <laughs> yeah. It says it keeps all the smoke within the – I don't know how it does it. It must have some kind yeah. of hefty filtration system that you need to clean out or something. I, but, I, I would be afraid when you open that sucker up <laughs> to get what comes out. It needs to be on wheels, right, where you can wheel it out when you open it. Yeah. <laughs> and then all your neighbors go, hmm. It's all electric, though, isn't over? it? Is it all electric? Yeah. I yeah. saw like they had a lot of like cooking technology it uses like low heat and uses like they're saying electricity and electrons. I'm like, well, kind of, yeah, it's electric. <laughs> but I guess it, it keeps the flavor in using a slower heat, kind of like a sous vide. But yeah. Using yeah. Yeah. Air. 
Active smoke filtration. I'm looking at GE's website now. It says it has active smoke filtration. Yeah, too bad it's banned <laughs> in my home at uh, least. Because she detects, she, she probably doesn't like the smoke alarm going off all the time, right? Uh, well, it's just supposed to keep everything inside the device, you know, in theory, right? In theory. <laughs> yep. um, I think it's really it's a counter space problem. It does look kind of biggish, as one might expect mm. for a smoker. You need to be like but it foot. looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. The active smoke filtration, flavorful smoke generation, mm, efficient pellet usage, uses uh, wood pellets that use in outdoor smokers, and precision smoke control. So, hmm. I just use liquid smoke. It's quicker. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And a built-in temperature probe. So nice. Temperature probes are like magic. Um, oh, and what is this? Easy cleanup. There you go. Okay. Oh, well, things I cannot buy. I am banned from buying. So that's too bad. But you get a it gallon of liquid so G- uh, mesquite smoke for 33 bucks <laughs> on Amazon. GE Profile Smart Indoor Smoker banned from my home, but something I desire. Um, John, did you use? I see you got something down there. Oh, before I forget, what we're talking about keyboards. I did want to mention something's not on our list that I did get as a review unit. And I am, it is shockingly good, in my opinion. It is very vertical. It's the uh, it's the JCPAL ProGuide wireless keyboard for Procreate. So it's a Bluetooth keypad that um, that you know you put to the side. In my case, I'm right-handed, so it's on the left side of my iPad, mm. and it lets you get to all your most used and even some things I didn't know existed uh, functions on Procreate, which is a great drawing app for the iPad. And boy, it is the best thing since sliced bread if you do a lot of doodling or drawing on a using specifically Procreate for an iPad. And it also controls your media. So, you know, if you're listening to a podcast or music or whatever, it's got media controls. So you can pause and fast forward and all that kind of good stuff. It is, it's really reasonably priced. It's $34. I think Swen bought one for his, for one of his grandkids. So, um, that's, that's something I just want to mention as, as I, I guess I understand that, that, click keyboard thing because this is something only i probably would want and it's you know amongst many people i know but it is for me it is just awesome okay so john you've got some stuff yeah the the last thing that i found that i actually think is a cool idea but it's way too expensive uh swarovski those crystal people had uh, talked about ces the optic ax visio binoculars which are (laughs) really binoculars but they're also a camera with just lenses that pass through the camera's uh shots but the idea there is as you're bird watching you can take you can hit a button and it will identify the bird and tell you what it is uh oh that's basically you can do image recognition which is sort of the promise of augmented reality uh, but, uh, I don't think I'm willing to pay $4,700 for it. Yeah. So yeah. great idea. And definitely some tech I'd like to have in my life. It'd be great if my Ray-Ban stories could do that. That'd be awesome. But, uh, I, uh, I think we need to let the price come down a little bit. Uh, and I have a feeling Apple vision pro will lead the charge eventually, although it's extraordinarily priced right now. Uh, towards bringing the prices down on some of these things. Well, he's got to partner with right. Elements, so, right? and they probably make a nice app for it. They already do. Uh, yeah, if you, right? Oh, you mean for like bird calls and stuff? Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. Autobahn app already does. You know, if, if if you don't want to spend a bazillion dollars on these binoculars, there is a monocular that I got as a reviewing unit. Let's see, it's called the OXK uh, 12 by 56 uh, high power mon- monocular telescope with smartphone holder. It is not nearly as handy as this thing. It doesn't have AI. It's, it's a, you know, it doesn't have any batteries. In fact, it's just a traditional yeah. monocular, uh, 12x monocular, which is nice. And it's got a little um, smartphone adapter that you know you basically you attach to the monocular and you attach the phone to the the clip and you can take photos through the monocular, which is uh, it's, it's a little bit unwieldy, I guess, but it works. I tested it and I reviewed it and I think I gave it four stars. Uh, I would redesign the way the uh, smartphone holder works, but you know, as is it, it works as advertised, so to speak. Um, so you get 12 X, you turn on your phones like two X and you get basically 24 optic, 24 X optical, which is kind of neat. Um, and it's only $50. So <laughs> much less than these, mm-hmm. these Swartzky. Aren't there um, some, um... so I, 
smart uh, AI bird feeders too. I think they came out CES or just yeah around too. I've seen Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately, in my house, most of the birds are in our home are pretty nice. We've got these one birds that keep eating our rabbit pellets that I've had to, uh, shall we say, dispatch. Um, but all the other birds are good, so I wouldn't mind taking care of them. Just one species. Have a smart, have a smart you know, bird feeder that recognizes it and opens up the door for them. <laughs> <laughs> How much was that again, John? The Swartzky binoculars? $1,100. $1,100? 47 No, 47 Hundred, oh, as in more as in more than Apple Vision Pro. So yeah. as in more than some used cars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy cow! Okay. Cool idea. Not a good price. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So that was uh, that was sort of our CEX. I was going to say Comdex, but <laughs> that was our CES roundup. I I. You know, again, uh, there's only one thing that is I, a I can afford, and b that interests me. You know, at the same time, and that's the JBL Quantum Stream Wireless Microphone. I will go take a look at some of the the roads and DJIs that you mentioned, Stephen, because I've been, I've done maybe ten in field mini podcasts, and you know, like regular podcasts over the last year. So <laughs> I think I've done it enough that I could justify spending a little money on them. Ah, okay. Anyway, I want to apologize to our good friend Stephen Hughes for uh, Adobe Podcast Studios shortcomings and not letting him join while the podcast was in recording already. So what we did was we stopped. Uh, I'll put the two sound pieces together and we'll create it. We'll create a one almost seamless podcast. So thanks for joining. How'd your ride go, by the way? It was good. I assume it went well. Wet. Going good. Awesome. So. We're gonna try to do another yeah. one later this afternoon too, just around on the pavement too. So nice exercise in. Nice. Okay, gang. So that has been, as I said, uh, Mobile Use Podcast 492. I'm Todd Award, my good friend Dr. John Westfall, our good friend Don Sorsonelli. And again, thanks to Steve Hughes for his patience in uh joining us after I had to stop the podcast to restart and then restart it so that he could actually join. So thank you for your patience, Steve. Really appreciate it. And thanks for your notes. Um and we-